Welcome to Spiritual Changemakers, the podcast that guides you through tough times with practical tools and inspiring stories. I'm Andrea Thomas, your host and the Sacred Transitions Coach. Join us as we hear from spiritual changemakers who have connected with their higher power and overcame adversity. Whether you are navigating a difficult transition or seeking to deepen your spiritual practice, our podcast provides guidance to help you find magic in the change. Come on this journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and transformation with us and unlock your potential to become your best self. Welcome, everyone, for new episode of Spiritual Changemakers. <laughs> I'm so excited because today we are going to talk about intuition in business and how to show up during challenging times in your business. Adriana, before we dive deep into this new episode of Spiritual Changemakers, I'd love to ask my guests, how do you define spirituality? Such a big question, right? So beautiful. I think for me, it's really about finding love within mm-hmm. ourselves, within every moment and seeking the truth. I think I've committed a lot of my life to not being dogmatic to one thing and really exploring what is the truth in every now moment and continuously questioning that and falling in love with that process. And finding out who I am, but underneath all the wounds, underneath all the experiences I've had, and I believe a big part of spirituality that often gets forgotten about, which I'm sure we'll talk about a lot, is feeling our emotions, having a human experience, processing our emotions. And for me, that actually is the cornerstone of spirituality and one that I think can really get lost in the realm of this work as well. Mm. So beautiful. So I heard a few things there that it's all love and feel it all to really feel it all. Oh, such a beautiful definition. And I I love how each and every guest has their own definition. And that's why I like to ask my guests because it's just going to give people such a broad perspective on how they can relate to spirituality as well. So they are not um, constricted on think that it has to be or look in a certain way and really find being with this in all different nuances their own which one uh, resonates for them and create their own i would say this is the, the idea behind it so thank you for sharing and i know you have been working with energy for quite a while and before you started your business and being a, a coach and an energy healer, you were mainly an energy healer and working with energy. And tell us a little bit your, about your story. What got you into energy work and then what created that transition within becoming more a business coach and being more on the business side? Yeah, my favorite part is like all the transitions I experienced. I think the first transition that you that we're speaking into is like from what I was doing before this, which was totally unrelated in the fashion industry, to then realizing the power of energy work, realizing being psychic, being a medium, all these wonderful things. But I think what I really learned in that time is how limited that work is. And it's beautiful and it's profound and I still use it to this day. 
But where I learned this limit was that people I was finding were coming to me time and time again. And the missing link was that they were being told all this cool information, but I couldn't get them to do anything with that. And then I started to explore this. And this took me about 12 to 18 months to really understand this thought process. It was lots of unpacking other things. Those moments in life, we're like, yeah, what's going on? So then I started to explore this. And what I really learned was these beautiful practices in experiencing our emotion and processing our wounds to what I call completion. And I saw, started to see these really profound shifts in my clients healing illnesses, overcoming anxiety, all these really big things, falling pregnant, growing their businesses, making income, impact, whatever it is. And I was like, it's still business yourselves. And I was like, huh, there's something to this. There is something to mixing together this amazing spiritual psychic work with giving people the opportunity to experience their emotion and giving people the opportunity to overcome their wounds so they can have these, what I would call, profound shit and that was my aha moment and then I really loved business and I was like I can mix this together and I'd always visit South 21 which mm-hmm. it might not look like it very long now <laughs> everyone's almost very long time right? I really realized that I had a knack for seeing patterns strategy and all these things in business and how they fit together and I really realized you can't have one without the other. There was lots of people teaching the, the healing work to grow your business. And there was lots of people preaching strategy. And I was like, you know what? I can do both. I could do both. And then about oh, maybe 18 months ago, or almost two years ago now, I really landed in how to mix both together. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. So I hear a lot in your story related to emotions and the impact that has in our life, but also in our business. And as today's episode, it's a lot about using your intuition in business. So we are going to speak a lot to to those entrepreneurs out there. But even if you're not an entrepreneur, you're still going to learn a lot from this episode because I'm going to ask Adriana a lot about definitely intuition. How do you define intuition? How do you know when you actually operate from your intuition or it's from your logic mind? Like how people are going to separate that? Because I know when I got in touch with this world and with spirituality, it was so hard because I was so disconnected, first and foremost, from my emotions, from my body. And then I'm like, intuition, it sounded such a foreign word. I'm like, how am I ever going to get in touch with it? Is it even something that I can do? Those were my questions because I'm like, I don't think I can do it. I was never in touch with it. I don't think I'm good at it. I don't think I'm natural at it. So those were all the things that were coming to me when I started embarking on this journey because I was so fully disconnected as I shared. And I believe from my experience, when we are so disconnected from ourselves, from our emotions, from our body, from a higher connection, from spirituality, then it's very, very hard to tap into your intuition. Almost, I'm not going to say impossible, but almost impossible (laughs) because it requires so much trust, isn't it? 
so much trust in in a higher power than so much trust in yourself in that gut instinct. So tell us how do you define spirit? How do you define intuition? It's so good. I'm like for those who can see me or can't see me, I'm like vigorously nodding. I'm like, yeah. So that so much yes to all of that. How I personally define intuition is this deeper understanding and knowing within us that is our guide that's guiding us but not only is it within us I really believe it's above us so in my instance that's a belief in God but for everyone that can be whatever it is you personally believe in that's higher than you and for me I realized how much I used to be self-reliant so I used to rely really just I want to do this on my own and then I started to be like I have guides, I have God, I have all these things around me. So how can we be a team? How can we be operate as that? And that really changed, that deepened my intuition, I would say, the next level. And I really got to start working with what I call clean guides, which mean to me like guides that are coming from a really clean source and they're seeding you or giving you clean information. So it's not murky and it's that they're not operating from a darker place. And the way I found that was the more work I did on me, the more emotional work I did, the more I cleared my wound, the more I was really radically honest with myself, the easier it became to hear the information from my guides, the easier it became to hear this intuition within me, almost like that little whispering knowing that comes from your body or comes softly to you and you're like, that's it, I've got that. And that's what I think our intuition is. And you said clean guides. And also when I'm thinking about guides, okay, it, it can be in the spiritual realm. It can be those guides that you don't see in the physical world. But also how about following the the guidance within the physical world, following your guides within the the 3D world? How about that? How do you go about that? And who do you know? which one is the right guide for you or not? Yeah, this is so interesting. This has been a huge journey to me. I really think I realized how much last year, and I think this is part of like our initiation to like womanhood or, or manhood, but in my case, womanhood, <laughs> was realizing that I am really powerful. And I really realized how much I was searching outside of me to another person or another guide for the answer. And I so desperately wanted that. And I think it's easy to get stuck in that in this journey. And then to remember, I get to come back to me, but we still get to use our physical reality, like you said. So for me, that even looks like, I'll give the example of this morning. I think it's really cool. I woke up and I felt a bit off. This is right. And I don't love jumping on socials or doing anything important like this when I'm not, my cup's not full or. I noticed something's off. There was like an irritation underneath. I was like, let's explore this. So I used my reality to help me explore what was there. So how I did this is I was like, where do I need to be? The answer was the beach. I walked down to the beach. I live on the beach. Very easy. Then I go, okay, cool. Is there anyone who could support me? It was my girlfriend. I messaged her and I said, hey, man, I'm navigating this thing. Do you have any guidance for me? And we swapped this with each other back and forth. She actually wasn't available to reply. I was like, okay. I asked to be shown the physical reality 
a really clear sign when I was moving through this piece correctly and I'd gotten what was underneath to feel. And I got a message from someone that I haven't spoken to in ages and he said, hey, I'd love you to do some Instagram talks for like my crew. How much do you charge for this? And I'd love to get you on board. Are you open to this? And I had goosebumps. I was like, oh. And for a few days, I hadn't had much like cool stuff like this happening. So it's something fun. And then I, I cleared the piece fully and I, I fell through it. I found what was there. I used my intuition, but I also kept using my physical reality. How does my body feel? How does the fog feel around my brain? And I cleared the piece and funnily enough, my girlfriend messaged, said, hey, I'm free if you want to chat. And I had just cleared it. And there was this beautiful synergy between being the 3D world and the physical reality showing me I was on the right track and the non-3D world and then working together and choosing my guide of the moment. My guide of the moment was a mixture of me, a mixture of God and a mixture of my friend. Like all of that to be able to be like, you know what? I feel connected to you in this moment. You are my guide in this moment. Do you think you could support me through this? And I think that's a really cool example of where a lot of people might be a coach. And I think it's important that we don't pedestal our coaches, that we see them just as us. We see them as just us. And I say that to all my clients, I'm navigating things with you. I'm not above you. I'm just further along in your desire. That's all. And mm-hmm. it's not better. It's not worse. So I'm their guy that they get to tune into, but they don't get to pedestal me. And we get to really co-create and co-collaborate. And I just, I love so important because especially when we start uh, in business it's so easy to just search for that guru search for the coach for the mentor who's gonna tell you exactly tell me what is the strategy I'm sure you've been there Adriana and many of you (laughs) where it's like can you just tell me just tell me exactly what to do and what's the strategy for me to do Uh, that is going to make me successful. And then you go on and do the strategy and do all the things, and then you still don't see the results. And then we blame the coach. We blame the strategy when, in fact, as, as we have learned, especially in this spiritual world, in the mindset world, that, yes, strategy is important, but it's such a small percentage compared with what is your energy behind it? What is... Uh, the intention behind the strategy? Do you feel the excitement? Do you feel aligned with that strategy? And this is where I would like for us to touch a little bit between the alignment on a strategy and the resistance that comes when you take uncomfortable new action in your business. Because so many people, they also, I see them stopping because always oh, just doesn't feel aligned and then we use that and people use that as an excuse where it doesn't feel aligned that means I should stop but a lot of times also the misalignment shows up as resistance and it's a fine line between should I go with it and I just have to push through this new discomfort it's just new type of action I have to show up as a new person right now, a new identity. And how do you differentiate between that? I could not agree more. And I think it takes a lot 
of self-awareness, a lot of discernment, a lot of getting to know ourselves, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, five plus years of complete dedication to this work to really start to be able to discern properly between alignment and fear. And I really think that alignment piece gets thrown around. I think there's a bit of a shift happening at the moment, which is really cool to see. Oh, it just doesn't feel good, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, it just doesn't feel in alignment. Mm -hmm. And I say the same thing. If I waited for this to feel good, I would be broke. And that's just the truth. Some days it feels amazing. And literally, I have the time of my life doing what I'm doing. But there are some days where I'm like, Oh, how do I really feel like this for my mm. business? Why is this amazing? If I was running and working at a job, I wouldn't be able to be like, I don't feel like that. Like there is part of us that needs this discipline or devotion to what we're committed to, which for a lot of us here is our businesses. So for me, I love to think about moving with the fear, wearing the fear like a backpack. Mm. I think we spend so much time trying to dissolve the fear. When really what we need to be doing is bringing it with us. I'm in fear all the time. Business is always growing. It's like, so scary. But I'm so excited. So when we bring the fear with us and we wear it like a backpack, I can do this. I can see. I can try it out for a little bit. Okay, I've been doing it for a few months. You know, I didn't love that part. I'm going to change it. Really loved actioning that part. I'm going to keep it. But we get to with ourselves versus being like, oh, that's scary. I'm not doing it. We don't know yet. We don't know until we're in the arena playing. Yeah, so I heard you touching on something very important, which is the devotion. And I would like for us to talk a little bit about devotion because I think it's something that it's missing in a lot of people, big where so many people start on this path, especially as a coach, as a healer, because they're passionate about helping others. They help themselves. They change the results and now they, they want to help others. But then you lose yourself into this marketing. And when you are, you realize, oh my gosh, I started this business to coach people, to help people. And then you realize that a lot of it actually requires marketing requires sales requires all these things that the the coaches and healers don't really want to do and i i used to be there to where i resisted it so much i hated marketing and until i wasn't able to to shift my my mindset around it and seeing a part of it and then really how do you bring in that devotion because for me it was the connection with my higher vision the connection with my higher purpose on besides the fact that I want to help people and that's why I started and I want to help elevate other people why but it's really connecting with the bigger way and devoting to that vision to that mission every single day and I'm curious to hear about how how do you find that devotion and how do you help your clients find the devotion within their business I think it's so layered. One thing I really like to look at is if I treat my business more like a job just in the first few years while I'm really building it, how can I then start to be like, I do this no matter what. I wake up and I do the work no matter what. 
and it can sound mundane for some people, but I remind people to add the fun word, play with me in this. And how do we add in this feeling of, I get to do this every day. And if this was my job, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to do it today, but not tomorrow. I'm going to post once, but not for another week. And so I'm committed to this no matter what. And for me, that's really the energy I bring to my business. It's not an option. It's not an optional thing I'm doing. It's my livelihood. It's what I do. I'm fully committed to that. There's not an option of quitting. There's not an option of being like, this is a bit hard. And interestingly enough, I was having this conversation with the girls in my group just last night about staying power, about being honest with the fact that business is hard, but also business is great and fun. But sometimes this is really hard. And how do we find this thing that's above us, like you're speaking into? So my like, I think of two missions at once. So a personal mission and like a, let's call it like a collective mission. So the personal mission is like, why are you bothering this? Like letting yourself be a little bit self-focused. For me, that's to start a family. It's that I really value freedom. I really value a certain lifestyle. And those things are really important to me. They're quite unique, what we want to do with our lives. I like the freedom to move around. That's for me and my family. Or the greatest scale. I don't believe that I'm part of an industry. Everyone's like, oh, I don't like the industry or this, that. I'm not in an industry. I mean, my soul's mission, because I genuinely believe we have more people processing the emotions. If we have more people on their purpose growing their business, my job career is done. And that is so much bigger than, do I like this post? Am I scared to go on social media? Because that's the driver. So I think it's a mixture of, let's see, this is a job and let's get it done. And, oh my gosh, what are we committed to? Pretty cool. Love how you put it together, the personal and collective mission. And one of my mentors, Melanie, she's always saying when when we do something, when we go out and take action, to really look at it first and foremost, it's for me. So when you look at it, it's for me, then it's for you, and then it's for us, for all of us. And when we are able to encompass that we're Yes, it's, it's okay to be selfish. And I, I've been loving to look at this word selfish because it's one of my shadows where it's been a show of freaking hard to prioritize myself, to say no, to be on this journey of traveling, of healing, and saying no to people, and then feeling this oh my God, am I selfish right now? So, being even within your business, like how is it helping me first and foremost? How is it benefiting me and my values? This is why I encourage you staying. And then for us, for the collective, how is it going to serve the whole, the world, those that I, I'm meant to touch, our soul tribe, our soul community? Yeah, so, exactly. From here, Adriana, how much would you think it's in, in your business and with your clients, which how much would you say it's intuition and how much is strategy? Because we were also talking about this uh, a little bit early on. Yeah, I'd say it's really 50-50. I would say I used to believe it was more 80-20. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I've been proven otherwise. And I actually think having strategy that we stick to 
even when we want to get rid of the way, is really valuable. And I'm seeing it time and time again that I call it like rinsing and repeating, that doing the same stuff on repeat. And I think I used to get caught up in like my intuition, but really I was trying to justify winging it. Really honest. And I was really trying to justify, oh, I changed my mind. I'm going that way. And I see this a lot in people when really where we focus on the 50% being like, no, this is the strategy I'm following and this is the action I'm taking. We're a bit more pragmatic. We're a little bit more of the CEO in us. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when we're getting hits, your intuitions, I think it's time to change that. We can sit down with ourselves. We can be like, okay, this is interesting. I'm going to get really curious on this rather than being pulled by an emotional decision and chopping and changing. I think in the last six months where I've really seen my business grow to the next level was when I stopped shopping and changing my strategy. And now this is a big thing I teach others as well. So important. Okay. Hey, so stop shopping and keep changing your strategy. Love that. And I actually the first time when I hear uh, that it's strictly safety because you also, you are an intuitive business coach. And yes, we hear so often you do your intuition and it's about your intuition and it's about your energy and it's such a fine line because I have worked with a lot of uh, coaches that are, are selling teen air and all like that. And then you end up working with them and you finish your container and you're like, oh, but what exactly has they happened? <laughs> What? How is this actually? How I mean, like this name? And of course, the shifts are there. But you, I feel like when you, when we base more on intuition, as you're saying, like eighty percent intuition, you end up getting out of this container, and you are looking at what is my clear action from here? What is exactly that I'm doing? What is exactly that I'm focusing on in my business? What are those exact steps to take? Yeah, exactly. And I think that when we have more of that tangible side, the strategy, the action, we actually can hear our intuition probably better because we have more of a focus. And I think we're being sold into the do whatever, follow whatever. And we've really seen it over the last few years. It actually creates a decline for a lot of people. And then there's this bit of a movement back to this action and discipline, which is amazing. And it gets to the bones. And that's the really yeah. And how, how do you find your strategy? How do you find a strategy that works for you? Because I know we both have been in a lot of uh, different coaching programs and that's exactly how we met in one of the coaching programs. You search, you try. I think it also, it's a trial period, which is saying, oh, for me, I've tried so many different marketing strategies and so many different ways to go about my business until you find the one and you create the one that works for you. And how would you say you find your, your strategy? Yeah, so me, it was a really interesting journey. It really was this feeling of taking a little bit from everybody and meshing it together in a way that made sense and then doing that on repeat, like I said. So now I actually do the same things in my business pretty much every week. And I try not change them too much or every month, depending on what the thing is. And I really try to follow through on all of those things. 
So I actually took from two of my main coaches I've had in the last two years, I took a little bit of both of them and I mixed them together. Mm-hmm. And I really cool sweet spot. By nature as well, I'm a trial and error kind of gal. So what's really cool about that is I go try things out and then I get to tell my clients or my audience what's working or not working. So means I take the brunt of testing it, but it means I have a really good strategy now. The other cool part of this is that late last year, maybe around September, October, I changed my strategy. I saw this cool new strategy that everyone was doing on Instagram. And I was like, I want to give it a go. And it didn't work for me. It was actually an epic fail. And I was like, this is really interesting. So I kept my word. I tried it for three months because I believe three months is a really good testing ground. And it just didn't work for me. It didn't work for my energy type. It didn't work for, it just didn't work. I didn't get it. And I shifted back to my old strategy with a little bit of an infused into what was needed in the current world of Instagram. And then I found the sweet spot in that. And it took another three months for the old strategy to really take off. So I think there's a lot to learn in that of, yeah, we find our strategy, but it does take time for, if we're doing all of it, people like, I did most of it. No, no, I need to be doing all of it. And then we do it for three months and you're really able to see, okay, how can I make this my own? Okay. What's working or not working? I think that's a really important testing ground. And that's where I ended up here in what I do now, which is very much the same thing, unless I'm seeing a big trend that needs to be tried on or, or tested out. Awesome. So try a strategy at least two lines and then create your own by, you created your own by blending from all the different coaches and program to be in. And why do you think people go by wanting to constantly change their strategy? I think there's a lot of fear in it. I think a lot of it is being scared, being scared of it working, being scared of what does this mean if it works? What does this mean if it doesn't work? What does it mean if I try and say all those things? I think it's important to have the inquiry on what is it for you? If you are the person who traps and changes, if you are the person who something's working and then it changes, if you're the person who maybe hides behind and does what I call busy work, then it's time to get really honest and acquire within yourself and be like, okay, why am I doing this? What am I gaining from this? What is my unique wound that I'm playing out? I think from what I see in the industry, a lot of it is fear. A lot of it's fear of it working. A lot of it's fear of too how much work is. I think I see a lot of people come into the coaching healing space thinking it won't be as much work as it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And my heart, I should go to each and every entrepreneur out there who it's been continuing and pursuing their business because we all know it's so much, not only um, the groundwork, the foundation and day-to-day work, but so much inner work and so much mindset work. I know one of the reasons why when I started my business is because I've heard a podcast from one of my mentors and she was saying, if you want personal developments on steroids, then start your business. 
And that looked like in personal development for a while. And I'm like, yes, I'm ready. I want personal development. So I took on the challenge. And oh my gosh, it definitely has been the hardest thing I have done. And also the most rewarding because the fulfillment and the satisfaction that it comes with you keep going and helping other people along the way when you are not healed yet and you're never going to be healed. That's a myth. <laughs> when you are not healed, when you feel like you don't have your shit together, but you're keep going and then helping others. As you were sharing Adriana a little bit ago, that are just a few steps behind you and trusting that, yes, you have something of value to offer. Yes, you have something that they can learn from you, that is so healing and so transformation. And why do we just tell those people that they are like, I'm not ready, I'm not healed, I cannot do it, I'm not there to help others. Yeah, you're never ready, you're never ready. And I think that comes through that thing of moving with your fear. Or I love to say, build your parachute on the way down. So don't need to already have it already and all sorted and the parachute built. Like we get to like build it as we're falling. And that's been my favorite thing in life. I was 18, almost 19 when my dad passed away. I was 21 when I started my fashion label. By 23, we were stocked in stores all around the world. And by 25-ish, I'd changed careers entirely. Like I didn't know how to do any of that. And I think there's a real hunger in entrepreneurs that I just admire and love. So if you're getting that spark and you're getting that calling over here, follow it. Follow the little breadcrumbs. And I would also add to what you said about business being like this playground of personal development. Instagram is that too. Like whenever I'm coaching people on Instagram or Instagram strategy, I, I always remind them, is no development like what Instagram is going to show you. It will show you your blind spots. It will show you your fears. It will show you your edges. So I think even seeing this platform and our feedback loop to, wow, I still have that fear. Oh, when I go to promote, I still feel X, Y, Z within me. And I think normalizing all of that. I hear a lot from people who are earlier in the journey. Oh, maybe it will go away. And oh, when you like, I'll feel like I can promote and I'll feel really confident in that. So it's actually like the other way around. How can we be like, oh, promoting is really scary. So I'm just going to start and use it as this really beautiful feedback loop. Yes. And I do do like what kind of tools, practices, which you also give to our audience that Maybe they're not as in touch with their intuition and they would love to start using their intuition in their business. Yeah, I have this cool practice that I like to think about and it's knowing which one it is. So it's this game you can play with yourself of, okay, I want to post online stories. Let's just use a really basic Instagram example. My new offer for my program. And intuition is like, Oh, let's wait till Thursday. Your intuition. And then always your action, your plan was to start it tomorrow. I think what's really fun is to just ask, start asking your, yourself or something higher than you, which one is which. Okay. Is waiting my intuition or is waiting my not 
doing or waiting what I have to do. Okay. Interesting. Listening, listening, listening. And don't try to get it right at the start. Just try and be with it. The quicker we can learn to move, the easier this gets. And that's just okay with getting it wrong. And then you wait till Thursday to post the thing. And then on Friday, you realize, oh, that was fear, not intuition. <laughs> but the best way to learn is by being in the game. Yeah, the best way to play soccer is by being on the field playing soccer. And I think when we start to see it that way, our intuition versus are we just meant to take action and move forward gets easier and we get less in our head about it and more less curious. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And we get to know ourselves better. And how can you make it fun as well? Because I know I'm playing sometimes, even in that maturely in my business, but I remember being um, in Dubai and I was walking on the street and I'm like, I'm not going to put my GPS. I'm going to allow myself to be guided by my intuition. I had plenty of time, so I was imagining the ride. I'm like, I'm just going to play and I'm going to let myself be guided. And I'm like, just going on the street and asking myself, okay, should I go right or left? And then just start playing with, with this kind of thing. Also, I would say in your day-to-day life, it was helped me as well to bring it into my business where I feel like it's more grocery to say it out like that, especially when you're like, oh my God, I want to do it right. And if you come from the uh, perfectionism uh, as I announced, and ooh, you're like, how am I going to separate which one is my perfectionist, which one is my intuition, which one should I go about? So for me, it was also a lot about starting in my day-to-day life and play with these small decisions, with these small things. Um, should I go about that? Should I go right? Should I go left? And allow yourself to be guided and play in that field so you get more familiar on also how do you receive the information? How do you hear it? And this is what worked for me as well. I love that. I think a good question I'd add to that is like, how much fun am I having? I'll often get my clients to test out of 100 and tune into themselves to see how much like pleasure they're in inside their business. And they'll usually like go 50, 60%. I'm like, go find a way to make it a hundred. Like how mm-hmm. much fun are we having? When we're having fun, notice this. Like you can reflect on it. Oh, we, we can all reflect on this. Oh, when in my life have I been having more fun? And my intuition is easier to hear. And my guidance is just boom, boom. Life's just easier when we're having fun. So you can actually tune in and ask yourself, okay, how much fun am I having? And out of a hundred, where am I sitting? Cool. How can I go make that a hundred? Yeah. And th- and tell us what are some of the ways that you are adding fun into your business. So we give yeah. people some example. For me, I love to dance during the day. I'll just stop and put on music and sing and dance. I'll be in the lounge or in the kitchen. My partner and I both work from home. And she'll be like, I heard you today. Sound very fun. <laughs> yes. Another big one for me is the beach. Like we live on the beach for a reason. It's mm. being on the sand, being on the beach, going for a walk. And for me, it's making the tasks in my business fun. Like I think we forget this. A lot of people are like, yeah, I have fun around my business. But I'm going to have fun mm. while you're doing your business. I posted stories before we came on here. I made it fun for myself. I sat down on the couch. Like what am I excited to tell? Now, what do I have to say? What am I excited to share about? I told a little story. I shared that we're jumping on here. 
is fine. So I think remember to infuse fun in the tasks. I was replying to my clients this morning. I waited to reply to them until I was feeling really in my pleasure, in my joy. My cup was full, so to speak. So before that, I was like, oh, so many messages to reply to. I feel like I was enjoying pleasure and I was like, there's so many messages to reply. Like, you feel that difference. It became fun. So there was joy infused in the replying versus it being a task that I had to tick off. How do we be and do together? That would be my biggest recommendation in adding pleasure in everything. Love it. And also, I urge you to think to make sure you fill up your cup because also it's so easy when you have your business and you're an entrepreneur to just book it fully and, and forget about self-care, forget about having fun along the way. So the importance of infusing the fun, then love the practice you've shared and that is going to look different for each and every one of you. Ask yourself, what does fun look like for me? What does that mean for me? And because I know in my life, I love like packing my laptop into my backpack now that I'm traveling and just going and finding random places to learn from. For me, that is fun. And I'm like, this is part of being an entrepreneur, of traveling the world and being able to work from anywhere. I love that. And that's fun for me. So really find in your day-to-day life, what does fun look like for you? Yes. I love that question because it's different for all of us. And I think what I noticed growing up, especially in my late 20s, I noticed how much I was trying to be other people's social side. That's what they're doing. So I'm going to do that. And then I started being like, I don't find that fun. I actually find working really, really fun. So how can I accept that? And what you're speaking into has been a huge part of my journey. My big wound was from my dad. We're Serbian and my background, and they're very hardworking, very strong, very like a a passionate, stoic nationality. And I had to really work through a lot of that and understand that, okay, my work isn't tied there, but I do love it. So I think this is where our wounds get to come in again so beautifully and be something we get to look at along the way and find our version of this is what's real to me. And let's be there huge huge journey for me so beautiful and i know one of the topics which then we are going to touch on a little bit how do you continue showing up in your business when life is hard when life is challenging when life just freaking happens because we are humans and we live on this world and it's earned where we're going to experience challenges. So how do you continue showing up in your business when that happens? Yeah. A really beautiful story, actually, is I got a message. I was DMing a bunch of uh, people who I'd spoken to a while ago but hadn't spoken to in a while. I sent them a message and I'm like, hey, check it out. How are you doing? As I do. And one of them replied this beautiful message. And she said, first she said, by the way, I love the way you check in. It's so beautiful. And I love she said, I've been thinking about you. And I was like, interesting. I kept listening to this voice. What did she got to say? She said, I'm going through a 
tricky time. I'm navigating a lot and moving house and doing this. And I keep telling myself I can't run my business. I keep telling myself I can't run my business because I'm moving house and navigating this thing. And so I can't. She's like, then I remember this story you shared and it would have been almost 18 months ago now. And I have it on repeat in my mind. And you shared this story of when I moved from Melbourne, Australia to Byron Bay, Australia, which is that 24-hour drive at the end of all the big things happening in the world and lots to navigate at that time. No house yet. We stayed in a garage, actually, which was very interesting. And then we were hit by the floods here on the Northern Rivers where we live. And we actually couldn't leave our house for seven days. No internet, no food. Very, very extreme scenario. And just then I remember you told this story and you said, I worked and held my business that whole time. And you said something quick for me. I was like, I can hold both. I can do both. I can be having a tough time and hold the energy of my business. And I think what's really key here is to have compassion. There was seven, there was a period of time in that time in seven days, like I said, where we had no internet connection. We were completely cut off. We were lucky we could even send a text. I had my sister message all my clients and be like, Adriana, it's not available. This is what's happening there. She's okay. When we had an opportunity to message, I was literally just telling my mom we were okay and alive. And like, that was it. And I did need lots of rest. It was quite a full-on traumatic experience. I needed lots of compassion. We watched a lot of movies that were on a USB thing in the metro because we had nothing else. <laughs> and there was compassion that is needed. There was time off. But I held my business. I held my clients. I had things ready for them to go away and do. I, it was seven days. It's not really that much. I held my business through the move. I held the business through living in a garage. And that's actually when you and I were connecting as well. And I think that there's so much power in remembering we can do both. And it's not easy holding our business in that time, but we are so capable of holding both and holding the duality of lights and keeping it together for our, our clients. And I think there's this misconception that we have to be feeling really good to attract clients. And we have to have it all together for our clients. And while that's ideal, life doesn't always give us that. I'm in a really good patch in my life right now in these last few months, which is amazing. But it hasn't always been that way. And how do we learn to navigate that? And I think the key there is knowing we can hold duality, knowing we can hold it all. Yeah, I'll get it And for me, I know when I a really challenging time in my life, which was very different than moving uh, with when my partner was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I had to make a decision right in that moment. Uh, if I'm going to be able to show up for my clients, for my business, and then show up for him, because it was a, such a different profound level. And I made that the choice in that moment to plug my business. And so hard. It was such a hard decision, but I really had to tap into and ask myself, where am I needed more right now? What is my, my purpose in this moment? And my purpose was to be fully there for him. My purpose was to dedicate my whole attention 
towards that. And because I have done that, I was able to show up in that moment of my best version of my best self for where I felt that I needed most. And the reason why I'm sharing this story right now is because sometimes it's not a matter that you cannot hold both. I know if I would have wanted, I could have hold both my business and my partner, but it was, where do you feel that you are needed most? And knowing that it's also okay if you're gonna pause because if you're gonna take a break. Again, coming back to the compassion, because everyone's life and everyone's situation, it is going to look different. And I think it's so important. Yeah. And for me, the fact that I paused my business and I was able to dedicate fully towards my partner, I was able to get him insurance, which in the end saved us so much money. I was able to do all this research that didn't just help him, but help so many people along the way that I shared that research with. And it just helped on so many different levels, emotionally, physically. It's really looking at your situation and not thinking that you cannot do it both, but really look at what is the most aligned and what is my purpose right now. I love that. I love that question that you ask. Getting me goosebumps. Where am I needed the most right now? And I think that what I love to share with my clients is decide ahead of time. Imagine if in that scenario you were like, one foot here and one foot there. And that was the truth to you. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Be people doing this instead of decide ahead of time. Even with moving, even with the floods, I had decided already ahead of time that I was going to do both. So when, and we can change our mind, we're free to change our mind. Yeah. I love that when we decide ahead of time, we get to devote ourselves to that thing. You got to devote yourself to your partner, to that experience. I think the same thing when we're, you know, women are entering motherhood and something I'm definitely reflecting on in the next few years, what capacity do I want to show up when I enter that stage? And I will decide ahead of time and I will change my mind if I want to, because I want to give myself, these are all different unique scenarios or showing we're talking about, yeah, but I want to give myself away in that first year, a hundred percent over there. That's really high value to me. So I, yeah. Fine. So I heard decide, devote, and it's okay to change their life. <laughs> yeah. And being real with ourselves. And then I think there is those moments where it's like, okay, get to all of this. I want to. Okay, it's gonna be hard. But yeah, I think that big scenarios like the one you spoke beautifully spoken into, I think they're so important to to consider and to have these conversations around. I love it. Yeah, it's a niche. Really looking back, this is what helped me to look, to go into the future and look back and be like, what would I feel good about? Is it actually like working on my business and continuing showing the levels that was showing up in my business or being fully there for my partner, especially because I knew from the beginning, I don't know how much time. I'm going to have with him. So looking at those things, it's like, what, how do you want to show off? What is important for you during that time? And 
tapping into your values, tapping on what's important for you, it is what is going to help you make the right decision for yourself. Yeah, I love that so, so good. And Phil, we are very close to one hour because we started earlier. <laughs> but why would you say some other, other, any other tips or tools you would like to share with the audience that is going to help them tap into their intuition in their business, show up as their most authentic and aligned self, and really continue showing up with that devotion that we have been uh, talking about. Yeah, I love it. I would say that a big thing I'd love to drive home is letting action be your feedback loop. So letting the action you take at what is it or isn't it that I want to commit to? How does that look like? Okay, when I action this thing, what is the feedback loop? Oh, I get nervous. I'm going to look at that. There might be a, there's a wound there for me. But letting action be the thing that allows you to find more. I think so long we're stuck in the thinking mind of what is my intuition or what are my wounds or how do I take action instead of being in this space of, I'm going to put one something around the other. I'm going to take action. This applies at every stage of business and life. And I'm going to action a bunch of things. I'm going to let the feedback loop of life come back to me. And then I'm going to see what's going on. Okay. There's a word. Okay. Sorry. I want to look at that. Okay, I loved how I did that, but didn't love that part. And I just think it gets to be that's cool. <laughs> it gets to be easier when we're in that energy instead of being so fixated on what is the right thing? What is the wrong thing? How do I start a business? How do I scale a business? Whatever it is in, in our worlds. And this is a big thing I've learned. And to not get complacent. I think I really got complacent mid to end of last year and I was like it's fine Jesus is growing there's money amazing and I got a bit yeah. and then instead I stopped being complacent and I started being really hungry really devoted really in love with what I was doing and then I kept seeing more growth then I kept hearing more of my nudges but whilst I was complacent it was actually really hard to listen to my intuition which surprised me and something I hadn't heard much about so take action, let the action be your feedback loop and have fun because that's my intuition lips. Let's see what you're feeling. Your emotions. I have to add that. And feel your emotions along the way. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. A very important piece. So you can be aware. The awareness piece when it comes with Again, the action loop that you just shared with us, it comes with the awareness and with the feeling it all and the compassion and the love. And guys, we've had so many golden nuggets uh, throughout this conversation. And I want to really thank you, Adriana, for coming, for showing up. And we've known each other now for, I don't know, a couple of years, I would say. And I have witnessed your growth on Instagram so beautifully. And yeah, it's, it's been amazing to just uh, have you there in my corner, in my energy, to see you, to just witness you, because you are definitely a beautiful soul, and I love your authenticity. And is there a final word or phrase that you would like to, to leave our audience with, Adriana? 
that everything passes and everything changes. Yeah, yeah whenever it means mm-hmm. any season for a very long time. So be where you are, enjoy it, embrace it, feel what's there for you to feel, experience it. Yeah, the more that pain we feel, the more pleasure we feel. Just be with it all. And thank you. Thank you for having me. That's a beautiful thing you're doing. Thank you. The feeling all the duality of uh, feeling the pain and the beauty. It, it's there. We'd love to hear from you. What is your biggest takeaway? And do not forget to take action because as Adriana shared with us, 50% intuition is 50% strategy. So make sure you choose something, you stick with it, and give it a trial for at least three months. Yes. Yes. I love it. Exactly. You nailed it. Amazing. Thank you, Adriana. And thank you to each and every one of you. I'm sending you much love and do not forget it. I love you. I appreciate you. And I believe in you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Spiritual Changemakers Podcast. To stay connected and help us reach more people like you, please subscribe, follow, and leave a comment. Join our community of spiritual changemakers on social media to connect with like-minded individuals and continue the conversation. Remember, the power to create positive change is within you. Keep showing up as your best self and let's keep the magic of change alive. Until next time.